Hey, Talites, welcome back to another exciting episode of Talite Talk. This is Chris. This is Casey. And we have got the geekly news from the past week coming at you. But first, I want to talk to Casey about his awesome new Kickstarter, which just launched. It's called Hollowed. It's a comic book. Casey, take it away. Yeah, we're about six days in and at 94% uh, funded. So thank all of you who have put in and contributed uh, towards the comic. For you, for you who do not know about it, um, Hollowed follows these two detectives across states, um, tracking down a brutal serial killer. Um, but it's a mix of gritty horror, science fiction, and kind of dark comedy. So... Um, we also have a soundtrack that goes along with the comic to make a really unique experience, totally immersive, totally different than anything that I think is out there on Kickstarter right now. So if you get a chance to take a look, uh, and we'll talk about it again at the end of the podcast, because I got to plug it, but uh, check out Hollow, okay? That's right. It's like the shadow of the empire of indie comics, people. <laughs> get out there. It's a multimedia event, so get That's on it. it. Um, once it hits 100%, you know you're getting some extras. So yep. help Indie Comics, help Defat Comics, help Casey Bowker. It's rock and roll. Yeah, and Let's we're, like Chris said, fun. oh, no, it's under Defat Comics. So we have <clears throat> other comics planned in the works as well. So this isn't the this isn't the only comic that you'll be seeing. Um, Chris and I have some ideas for um, some additional Kickstarters uh, down the road. So there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. Right. This is like when Frank Miller went and did Batman Year One. You know, it's we're going back to a new origin story. So that's it. That's it, man. All right, let's rock and roll. Let's get into the news. Why don't you uh, take on Marvel today? Yeah, so first things first, Jay Ali is joining Daredevil Season 3. Um, he is set to play Rahul uh, Ray Nadim, an honest but ambitious FBI agent, willing to go to any length for his family. Not really familiar with the actor at all, but you know, cool. <laughs> sure, uh, that's you know what all this casting—it's great. It gives you kind of hints into things, but I'd like to see a little uh, synopsis here or there. You know, let's let's hear what's going to happen. Season three—it's like. The most anticipated Daredevil season for me so far. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio did confirm that he is back for season three. And to be honest with you, that's that's what I'm really excited about, is seeing Kingpin return. Um, one of the best Marvel villains, period. Um I want to see. I want to see what they do with that character again. But it is nice that they're fleshing out the cast. They got a lot of diversity in this season. So, with all the casting news that we've seen so far, so I'm excited. You know, it's Daredevil. That's my favorite show of all of them. So, um, next up, Chris Evans has confirmed that he'll be leaving the role of Captain America after Infinity War Part Two or Avengers Part Four, whatever it is that you want to call it. But what does this mean? Is he dead? Is he just phasing out? Do we see him come back uh, years later? Um, well, you know, give me a little bit of your... I know Cap's one of your favorite characters ever, so what are you thinking? You know, I, <clears throat> I've had a lot of theories of what happens to these these heavy hitters post-Infinity War. I, the way they, they want to shape up this next 
round of Marvel movies, uh, I believe it's it's taking these newer characters that they've introduced, building a new Avengers team, and moving forward, kind of mm-hmm. with with the B levels, you know. So I've always said that I I always thought maybe they will kill off these guys, but I think it's smarter than that. Uh, maybe one will die, but I feel like eventually, like I've said this before, we'll get something like a Secret Wars. Or maybe they were just sent to another dimension by Thanos, um, and eventually we'll get another Avengers movie where they all come back and they do like a s- crazy Secret Wars type thing or something like that. I just, it's comic books, you don't die. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's your contracts can run up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I can see them making them seem like they're dead and then bringing them back for a big movie eventually. Yeah, I think, um, you know, RDJ, you know, I've had theories that he's going to come back, but not as Iron Man, but as the voice of Peter's suit, kind of like a Jarvis um, in Homecoming 2. I also think, I think Cap is is done after this. I think Thor is done after this. And whether the actors return to the roles, because all of them have expressed that they would like to come back, um, I think that the next Avengers 4 is their swan song. If not this Avengers, Avengers 3, maybe maybe this is it, you know, for some of them. So maybe we won't see him again after this movie, but um, I, I kind of have a feeling that's that's the way that things are going to go. But again, it's a theory. Who knows? Um, in other Marvel news, uh, which is kind of a little bit of a goof, um, Hawkeye uh, got his own Infinity War poster last week. We uh, we used hashtag Where's Hawkeye, um, and it seems that the Russo brothers themselves um, decided to give the fans what they were looking for and made an all Jeremy Renner Hawkeye <laughs> Infinity War poster, which I thought it was pretty funny that they were the ones to uh, tweet that out to people. Well, people are stupid first place sorry geeks out there but seriously i mean we see him donning like basically the ronin costume you know in these early set picks he's absent from a lot of the promotional he's obviously going to get a big role in this movie because they've been pushing him more and more since the first movie he complained about it so i think that whatever he does in this movie is special and you know be patient. Look at the look at the clues you're given in the first place. Don't forget so soon that we've seen him in like a very Ronin-esque costume that, you know, I'm sure that he'll get his due in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people to deal with, but it seems like they're doing something with Jeremy Renner for this. I think that, um, you know, he was kind of more or less in retirement, you know, by the end of Age of Ultron. Um, and I think, you know, he also had to kill somebody. Like he had to kill uh, Quicksilver. Um, he so he had a lot. Kill, he didn't kill Quicksilver. He, he and him were that, like, well. That's right. Sorry, Quicksilver took a bullet for him. Saved him and that kid. So I mean, Correct. yeah. So then he retired after that. Right. PSTD so whatever you know, and it's like I get it. So, but I think you're right. I think we'll see him again. He just probably has had a lot to deal with lately. Yeah. I just you know what this. If we bring up Hawkeye every week, it's gonna piss me off because <laughs> it's <laughs> like it is. It's just like. I, the first place, yeah, I want to see Jeremy Renner in this movie, but it's not Hawkeye is not 
the top three. He's not he's not that important of a character. I get it that they want him in this movie, but you know what? We've developed so many other great characters around these movies that yeah, Hawkeye's going to be like number ten, you know, in that in that lineup when it comes to like Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Spider Man. Nobody cares <laughs> unless you oh, like. Some of us care. Some of us do, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. So. As we had mentioned last week, I <laughs> still want to see that uh, Hawkeye and you know Black Widow movie. Yes. So for that, I care. Um, yeah, it's two things that make sense. But we'll see. Um, in good, like yeah, in crazy good news, um, Captain Marvel um, has started production, and even though I, I thought it already did, I don't know why it wasn't announced yesterday, but anyway, it started production, and they released a casting list that includes uh, Lee Pace back as Ronan uh, the Accuser, Clark Gregg from, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> um, uh, back as no. Andy Coulson. <laughs> Phase one. I know. So. I know. And then I will never be able to pronounce this guy's name, but Digimon, who's, you know, you know, oh, wait, no. I, I cannot pronounce his name, but he's back as Korath, uh, which is Ronan's right hand man. They're all going to be in, um, in Captain Marvel. So, a, you know, that's a big duh, but that's a really awesome duh. Like, why didn't we even think of this in the first place that a lot of these characters could just show up, you know? We haven't talked about it. No, we haven't because, like you just said, it was it's a duh. You know, it's we know that it takes place. Like she's wearing a scree outfit, right? I just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's what's kind of crazy about this. At the same time, is I saw something where it's like, where's Agent Carter? Where's like like H manipulated Michael Douglas? You know, are these guys going to show up? Because that was the '90s in Ant Man, right? The beginning sequence could it was the 90s wasn't it i think so i think so, I think so. so but it would make, these this these kind of surprises I'm, I'm sure they'll wait on but yes I think we'll see a lot of familiar faces now yeah. my question i had this thought though will slj play nick fury he's already been shown on set okay Good. yeah we, we're, we're learning without an eye patch we're gonna Just see me. how he loses his eye just like age manipulation, like Michael Douglas style, right? I don't know, because I was thinking that too. I was like, yeah, you know, these guys have aged a lot in that time. But as we know, Nick Fury is kind of timeless, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, he, I knows, say, he, he knows Tony's dad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, he um, he's a little bit different. You know, maybe they'll just do some really good makeup. I, I can see that. I, I don't really think that they're going to go with the the whole age for a whole movie. But to answer your other question, I absolutely think we'll see Agent Carter and possibly Michael Douglas because those those characters don't make the poster, but they sure as hell make a movie. You know what I mean? Like they're just not in the main credits for that. But I think we're gonna see them for sure. Remember it's all connected, Casey. Um well now it is, Jesus. Most importantly is the news of Agent Carlson um it's. I think it's. I think it's hugely important that they do include him in this movie. Um, it was such a weird thing to have him be such a huge part of Phase One and these these mini mini episodes and a huge driving force to get the Avengers together. And then he disappears into obscurity. So um, 
big insult that he wasn't included in Avengers 2. So I'm glad that they're finally giving Agent Coulson a little bit more love. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, <laughs> I agree with that. Um, they have confirmed that Captain Marvel shows up in one of these Avengers movies. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes absolute sense. I mean, why wouldn't she? At least, at least the second one. Now, does she show up in the first one? That's the question. Probably not, but I think she'll show up in the second one. And it's going to be really curious to see, like, where, you know, what, where has she been? Maybe that's the sequel. Like, where is she between her movie and Avengers? You know what I mean? For those 20 years or whatever, 30 years, um, 20 years. So, yeah, I think this movie could have some pretty significant uh, ties to the entire Marvel Universe because they can go in there and kind of write their own history in that way. So I'm, I'm every, you know, this casting announcement, I was already excited about this movie. I was really excited to see Brie Larson cast in the role. And now with all these other additions, like I'm, I'm getting really pumped for this Captain Marvel movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds like a good old time. So let's skip on to some, some sour news for these last two news stories. Um, as it usually is. As it usually is. So anytime we talk about Fox and Marvel, um, there's a myriad of problems. And now we find out that Dark Phoenix, which was due out this November, has been pushed to February of 2019. And New Mutants, which is due out next February, is taking next August. So both Fox movies, which are probably done shot and done are now getting pushed back an entire year i mean we know it's done and they keep saying it's to add story and add character and whatever um i think it's to move it into better time slots uh i don't you know these x-men movies have not been stellar since first class Days of Future's Path, maybe, you know, it's... it's but that's false, though. That's one movie misstep, dude. That's two. one. Right, right. I understand. It, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big misstep, man. I mean, that's the same thing they did the first time around. So, I mean, it's it's tough for me to get behind this next movie and say, yeah, that they're really putting their all into it with this whole, you know, this Marvel thing. Maybe they are, like you said when we talked about it yesterday. But, you know what? This is, this is their last light, you know? So, it's weird for... It's weird to move it that far ahead when you're looking at a merger happening soon. But at the same time, I think Dark Phoenix will do better in a February slot. And just like we said, I think that August slot's nice. But maybe they should move New Mutants into September so it hits October. It's a horror-esque movie. Well, as I said, I think maybe the last past podcast or a couple, but like how August has been like a dumping ground where it used to be a hot commodity but it's been a lot it's just filled with maybe one movie in an entire month so it could uh run unopposed if it's good um it's just again if if 2020 is when this thing is supposed to happen this merger is supposed to finish up you know it's like are you really like why are you putting in so much effort right now and rumor mill is it because you might have some ties with marvel or is that just like, you know, is that even a thing? Could that happen? What do you think? I I don't think so. I okay. I I really think they're going to re- take the opportunity to recast a lot of them. Not not Ryan Reynolds. Um, no, definitely know, not Ryan Reynolds. They, yeah, they no. won't they won't touch a lot of what they do with Deadpool. I'm sure. 
No. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I just, I really think that they they want to take the opportunity to do the best they can with it, to do their own version of X Men. They and they won't allow the taint, the taint, the taintedness that's happened with Fox. Um, no matter, you know, they've had their high points and their low points, and um, they've been having more high points lately. So, I mean, I was excited to see these two movies to see if they were going to come around full circle here. Um, but um, I, you know. I'm not going to invest a lot of love into this. I'm, I'll watch these movies, but I know that a lot of it's going to change. So, yeah. Um, who? Yeah, I don't know. Not excited. Not excited, and even less excited that they, you know, are pushing things back. Um, speaking of Deadpool, uh, we have had some a couple trailers. We've had a new full length trailer and an international trailer, which actually dropped yesterday. And in those, we have. A new um, cameo, a special cameo that was filmed that we don't know who it is. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about what you think that is. But first, we did see kind of like a f- formation of the X-Force, including Terry Crews as a, uh, as a member of the X-Force, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot who he's playing. It is a classic character. Um... I mean, people are speculating that it was exports. That's cool. It's a nice way to introduce them all together, have them all meet without having to drag them through an origin movie in the, in the X-Force movie itself. Just get on that fucking mission and go, you know, so. Bedlam. Um, that's his name. Bedlam. Okay. I don't, I mean, we see, I don't remember. Star on there. I don't remember. It kind of rings a bell, but nothing. Nothing's jumping. What's his special cameo? I, I don't know. So the special, we don't know what the special cameo, we just know that it's been hinted at my thought process, given that it's that movie is it's uh, Hugh Jackman Oh yeah, and not Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, but Hugh Jackman himself being stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Because of how they kept poking fun at him in the first movie and it was pretty hilarious. I think that Hugh Jackman himself is going to be in the movie in a role, you know, either getting killed or <laughs> something. Cool. But, you know, and then in, in bad uh, Deadpool news, um, FXX uh, was supposed to be working on an animated Deadpool series with um, Donald Glover as the voice of Wade Wilson, and they are not moving forward with that any longer. Yeah, that's... I... I don't understand why that went under. I mean, it's creative differences. I get it. Um, I I don't know. That's a that's a weird one. That I really thought that looked like it was on track to do something very well. You know, to be good. Yeah, that's gonna be. It's curious because Donald Glover is like so hot right now. Oh my, oh my god! I know. <laughs> but I mean, like he's got a hit show Atlanta. He's gonna yeah. be on Solo. He's in uh, Lion King. It's like, why would you? I feel like you should really try to work things out with this dude um, because his name is going to bring a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, propri- I don't know what the word is, but things are going to get crazy. And also, um, you know, he, uh, he seems to love Marvel. <laughs> like, so I, I would have tried to work it out, but we'll, Maybe that project will come up out later on. Who knows? But for now, it's dead in the water. I just think it has a lot. It has a lot behind it. A lot riding on it. Um, it's probably a lot of pressure to do it 
really well. So yeah. maybe he's just so busy that he, you know, Dog was a busy guy, I'm sure. So I mean, it's yeah. probably tough for him to get in there and, and really dedicate time, the time it takes to do an animated series. I mean, right. come on, that's that's a that's an undertaking right there. So. All right, let's uh, let's jump across the other side of the pond here. Uh, yep. Some DC news. Uh, I'm a big fan of Injustice. Uh, I did buy Injustice two upon launch, and I played it a lot, a lot. I have not really played much of the DLC and whatnot. I'm waiting for that um, season pass to go down in price, which it always does, so I can get what I would call the ultimate edition. But uh, Legendary Edition just hit disc, so you can get the game. With all of the DLC, including the ten characters that um, the skins, like the John Stewart skin, and there's a there's another cool skin that you get for another character to make them another character. So I like when they do that kind of stuff. Um, but great game, weird weird characters like Ninja Turtles and Hellboy and and, and more. So I mean that's they really went all out. Uh, it was rated one of the best fighting games of the year, uh, which you know approving of. You can you know, they approved upon what they did before, and that's that's all you can ask. Yeah, I will um, probably play it now. Uh, I was waiting for that DLC and probably just got to download it once it's. I think. I mean, it's available now. I'll wait till it's down to like twenty bucks, and then I'll actually buy it. <laughs> well, you just let me know, and then we can rock it out. That's true. Uh, speaking of things being amazing apparently early reviews of the batman anime movies are in and uh batman ninja is rocking it compared uh it's they say it's a new a bold new step in dc animation that's a i'm gonna say that's a bold statement but i believe it yeah it made its debut at WonderCon this past weekend and everyone was flipping out over it um you know they got the I can't remember who the animators were, but you know some Japanese animators and Spelling really, people? I think so. And you know because Batman Gotham tried to do the anime thing and it sucked. Um, there, there was Gotham, like the Gotham Knight. I hated that movie, dude. It's all right. I mean, there was like it, is, it was the anthology one, right? Yeah, it is. Really, I mean, I like two stories. I think I like the Deadpool story and then one other one. Deadshot. Deadshot, Deadshot, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, but I'm excited for this one. Every trailer that I've seen looks completely bonkers and something completely just different. So I, I'm happy when that comes out, I think, this summer. Yeah, I, I, you know what? When they do that kind of stuff, it's better. Um, I I do like their adaptations. It's tough to adapt some of those older stories and bring them into the new Um with kind of the newer storylines and say like Dance Dance Revolution, we're, we, you know, that kind of stuff is fine with me. But when they go balls to the wall, like titles like this, this is where they really shine. And I want to see more of this. I want to see more of like the adaptations of like Get Gotham by Gaslight. Um, because I, you know, I love those classic stories and um, I don't mind a little changes here and there, but I want to see the story that I know. Whatever. This next one, um, speaking of things that debut at WonderCon, uh, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay is a new animated movie that just hit digital this week. Uh, it's due out on disc on April 10th. 
this is actually the second suicide suicide uh, suicide squad movie to hit from the DC animated people but this is actually taking place within the world of the DC the new 52 world that they created whatever the DC animated world um, opposed to where the last one took place in the Arkham series yeah I actually downloaded it last night um, and I was gonna watch it but I'm trying to watch all the Marvel movies before Avengers so I watched Guardians of the Galaxy instead but that being said, my wife and I are huge fans of all the animated movies, as I know you are. And I, I thought Arkham, Assault on Arkham is one of the best DC animated movies. Um, freaking loved it. So we'll see how uh, Hell to Pay is. I've read some reviews. It's not getting as good reviews as Assault on Arkham, but I don't care. Sometimes people just trash these movies just to do it. Like a lot of people didn't like Gotham by Gaslight and... I thought it was really good. I don't know. I thought it was great. So I I go in with lower expectations, but, you know, there's only been a couple where I just downright did not like them. Most of the time, I still have an enjoyable experience. And the Suicide Squad coming to the new 52, I'm not as excited about, but, you know, still going to watch it. I, you know what? I mean, if they're going to build that world, then do it. I mean, don't don't wait too long to keep inserting movies into this world or rebirth the whole thing because you are you are kind of stuck in this weird time when you launched this animated universe when it was the new 52 yeah now the new 52 is a thing of the past something they're trying to you know kind of remedy and, and bring it back to the original dc universe so i would like to kind of see that um but um whatever this um you know for as many movies as, as they've put out a couple of duds here and there is pretty amazing, you know. So it's, um, yeah, I'll watch it. Rock and yeah, down. for sure. Uh, finally, in DC news, before we go to commercial, uh, James Wan. Uh, a lot of props to this guy for not wanting to, you know, poop on his own parade almost here. Um, I, this is a very smart move. Uh, uh, what movie DC is doing, what, whatever is coming out of their stable it's going to get a lot of ridicule and it needs to be almost perfect for that first impression on the fans, especially those hungry DC fanboys who will gnarl at your bones until you give them exactly what they want and stuff like that. But um, James Wan does not want to release his Aquaman trailer until it's not subpar. This is, you know, this is, I think that's really a, a, the right thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. In James Wan, I trust. Um, the dude hasn't let me down with any of his films, any of the films he's produced. So I am excited about this Aquaman movie. And, you know, he said in his in a couple tweets, like, it's got a lot of visual effects, a lot of stuff to kind of make sure it doesn't look like crap. Um, and if he doesn't want to release a trailer until it looks good, that's fine. You know, I, I'll let him let him take his time and... I'm excited for it, so we'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, let's let's jump into our luscious commercials, and we'll be right back. There yeah, the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. 
All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! And we are back from those commercials. All right, so let's get into our everything else. Uh, Karate Kid has a, I don't know, a TV series coming out called Cobra Kai. Um, the first two episodes are going to hit theaters along with the Karate Kid. Um, that's a, that's wild. Yeah, on April 23rd, kind of like the 30th anniversary of that. So um, the series takes place 30 years later with Daniel and... Whoever Billy Zapka was, I can't remember what his name was in the first movie, but um, they're they're back at it to fight again. So that should be the trailers have looked pretty funny and yeah, you know, one of those things like who asked for this? But it looks good. <laughs> I just I like the fact that they're going with the opposite of what you would think uh, with with him training the the new kid and and Dan, Daniel being like this. Like I don't know, they show him like it's like what a car dealer. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's a nobody. Him. Yeah, it's kind he's of like a, well, he's like just like it just kind of seems like a scumbag nobody. Like, yep, the opposite of what you expect from this character. And then, um, yeah, I think that's cool. I think that's it's awesome that they gonna put that those two episodes in theaters too. So, um, yeah, I actually it actually kind of interests me to watch the show. So <laughs> yeah, it takes place on YouTube. So yeah, YouTube Red. YouTube yeah. Red. So get, get it illegally downloaded as much as possible. <laughs> or just watch it on YouTube when someone takes it off a of red and streams. <laughs> there you go. Um, Sony is keeping the dream alive. They're going to reboot <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> reboot they, Men in Black. They must listen to us because we just talked about this. I'm pretty sure. Probably. <laughs> um They're going to do re- reboot Men in Black with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth as new agents. Oh, so man and woman in black. Yep. Yep. They gotta be, they gotta be more, you know, with the times. This is not, that sounds very gender specific. That's yeah. Um, you know, they had good chemistry in Thor Ragnarok. Both of them are good actors. Both of them are comedic actors. Chris Hemsworth already has some history with Sony working for the Ghostbusters movie. So yeah, it makes sense. Out. Yeah, right. Only he was actually him. my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't give a shit about this because yeah. I don't. I just don't care. But 
great for them. I'll wait till the trailer comes out, but great for them. Nah, not really. Fuck Sony. Well, you know, I said great for the actors, not for Sony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, great for these people that make millions of dollars. <laughs> Good. They're really hard up for it. Anyway, it's happening. Could be wasting your time making a better movie than this. This is true. <laughs> um, it's like a spinoff movie. Called... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, with them from Thor. Yeah, sure. I'd watch that all day. Uh, or an all-girls hero movie with Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see that. But exactly. All right, so we're going to be getting um, these names don't mean anything to most of us, but Entertainment One and Mark Gordon Entertainment closed the deal to develop and produce and finance a TV series adaptation of Street Fighter. Um, so the team behind the live-action web series Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, which was wildly popular, um, they're mm-hmm. going to be coming back to bring this TV show to life. Um, I did not watch that web series, which I feel like an asshole. I feel like I need to go back and watch it. But what do you think of this? I watched the first episode of it. It's it's okay. Um, I don't know. It's 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 good. You know, it's like saying when that Mortal Kombat series came out, it it outdid everything. You know, it it does what it's it's supposed to do. I think that movie, when it comes to this, there's a lot of characters involved. It's very. It has to be very concentrated on each of these things. So I think it, I think a series works better for this. At the same time, it's like this is a very niche audience. I mean, most of the time, people don't even realize when something from the video game franchise is good because nobody's watching these things anymore because nobody has any faith in them. So it's it's tough. Um, but all that aside, like I said, I think these these fighting games work out better as a series you do a little one episode here of this character an episode here of that character and then instead of just good versus bad you can do a bad guy you know it's it just it gives you a lot more room to work with yeah i mean i i've liked street fighter since you know the first time i played it probably in an arcade um so i'm a fan of the series i love the anime love the animes but We'll we'll see we'll see how this goes. Um, as long as it's not like the uh, John Claude Van Damme movie, then I'll probably enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, in kind of crazy news, Netflix continuing to rule the world um, is making a Carmen Sandiego live action series, a Carmen Sandiego animated series, and a Carmen Sandiego book series. Um, the live action and the voice of the animated series are going to be played by Gina Rodriguez from um, Jane the Virgin fame. So, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Netflix. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if Rockapella is back. It better be. <laughs> what do you At think of this? Awesome. I think they people are really stupid when it comes to geography these days. So it's about time that somebody comes back and teaches them like we got taught back in the day in <laughs> San Diego. Um, yeah, this is great. I love that. I love that show. I love that game growing up. And Me I think too. that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's only, it's great that they're putting this to book form, but it does need a proper video game to, you know, to truly come back. So I hope that we get that on maybe some next gen console. I'd, I'd buy the shit out of that game. I think what they'll probably do is see how popular the show is. You know, they've also done um, 
the other popular 90s show, The Magic School Bus. Oh, did an animated one? series of that. Yep. So, yeah, I like that they're they're taking these these properties, Voltron, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Bringing them back and giving some new life. So um, a live action Carmen San Diego is probably what I'm most excited about because I really want to see what they, if it's cheesy or if it's, you know, a little bit more young adult or, you know, what they do with that. Like, do they make kids go find her? Like, that's that's the interesting thing for me. That's the movie, right? Uh, it's a live action series and then oh, an animated I thought, I thought series. Doing a movie. Okay. Or you know you what? You're right. I think it is a movie and then an animated series. Okay. Yeah. So But who not knows? a game show. What the fuck? <laughs> not a game show that I could see. Um in other animation news, Spielberg confirmed that Tin Tin Two is not a dead project. Um he's waiting for Peter Jackson to finish up what he's doing with Mortal Engines and then get going on finishing up the script for Tintin 2. Oh, good. I thought you had major spoilers here because I never watched Tintin. I thought he was dead. And I was back from the dead. That's not funny. What? You didn't watch the first Tintin movie? I know. It's not funny. I'll tell you right now, Tintin, for me, is the best Spielberg movie that I've seen in a long time. (laughs) I heard it's amazing. Yeah. And I I just haven't had the chance to watch it. So... Good. Yeah, at least I thought that was major spoilers. No, no. When I moved into my house and put up my projector, that was the first movie that I watched on the projector mm. because it's it's it is visually insane. It's very very well done. So, and Peter Jackson, you know what I mean? Weta stu- or yeah, Weta um, did the animation. It was just fucking great. John Williams again. You know what I mean? Like, come on, watch it. Go watch that movie. You're out of control. Uh, Lego is doing an Incredibles video game coming out this June, um, coincide with the movie's release. Um, so basically, they're just making a Fantastic Four game, but that's fine, because I love <coughs> love the Incredibles, love Lego games. I'm sure your wife's going to want it. Yeah, day one. Um, this is interesting. I really hope this isn't, like, I hope this is maybe, like, its own story. Uh, I don't want to see the adaptation of the movie or the new movie. I want to see it be its own thing. That would be cool. The trailer is out now, but I haven't oh. had a chance to watch it because we started doing this podcast. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it. Um, according to the announcement from Warner Brothers, explore action-packed story levels in an epic hub world. Um, they use their super abilities to bring the city's villains to justice. So, it probably is a little bit more like because really Incredibles the Incredibles is kind of its own just really contained story um this if they're going out into the city and they're fighting things then I'm assuming like they open it up a little bit but the Incredibles and Incredibles 2 take place like the same exact time you know I mean like seconds after the first one ends so you know, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know when this movie takes or this game takes place. I, I guess after the second movie, <laughs> like, or it's well, just its own side story because it doesn't seem to really have anything to do with the movies. Right, and this is my thing. Like with Lego games, you're expecting like thousands of characters to unlock. So I mean, their stable is huge. So I mean, are they going to have to make up a stable of? Are they going to have to make up a whole universe for this game? You know, I hope so. No, exactly. But that's my thing is, like, it, that's why it wouldn't make – it would make more sense to do something on its own. 
it yeah. makes sense for all these characters. So yeah. let's hope. Let's hope. I agree. Uh, our last bit of everything else news. Um, the Duffer brothers have confirmed that Stranger Things season three is going to start filming this summer. They said it's going to take place in the summer of 1985. So moving away from the the fall settings that we've gotten previously, um, they said there's going to be even more of dad, Steve. He's going to have even more of a bigger role as the mentor to the kids. And there's going to be a back to the future vibe throughout this season. I've heard it's more eerie. I've heard it's (laughs) more eerie. (laughs) Yeah. This, of course, why not? Pretty fucking eerie. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it is, but they said this time around it's even more, just like even more Steve. Yeah, I the, think the if, character development we didn't ask for that we really needed in our life, but we did need because it was I awesome. Know. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the character that no one really—I mean, he was cool in the first season, but second season is awesome. So he was okay in the first season. <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> he was. He was he was a uh, he was he was made to be a tool and then redeemed. You know, yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, I like how his look in season two is basically Roddy Roddy Piper from <laughs> they, Le- uh, they Live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did a sweet job with that. But anywho, uh, Stranger Things, as we all know, that that kind of confirms though we are likely not getting it this year and probably will not get it until early next year. Um, yeah. For season three, well, so. it'd probably be closer to summer than next year. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. They want to release it coinciding with the season. Yep, I yep, I agree. What's next? Uh, Star Wars, man. Always Star Wars. It's always something from the Star Wars universe. All right, a lot of uh, a lot of things have swirled around the Last Jedi. Let me put it that way. Including, as we all know, Mark Hamill's displeasure of uh, Ryan Johnson's take of this movie. So, we, when the movie hit, we all know there was all that backlash. We all know the fan base was divided. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, there was the there was the rumor that Mark Hamill spoke up a little bit, which was quickly suppressed by the Disney fire extinguishers and. Um, Mark Hamill was told to go along with the show. That wasn't until we got to watch this. Well, I haven't watched it yet, so I got to pick it up this week. But the documentary apparently shows Mark Hamill really not into the movie. Now, you've watched part of it, or have you watched all of it yet? I didn't get to finish it. I'll probably finish it today. But just from what I've seen, yeah, he is. The first thing you hear from him is saying, I was like diametrically opposed to what (laughs) Ryan Johnson wanted to do with the character. And then instead of then going, but it turned out good. They literally just left that statement hanging. And I was like, are you serious? You're not going to cut this from this doc. And then you see him walking around with uh, Ryan Johnson, like, you know, going over the sets and, you know, this is what your character is going to do. Mark Hamill is like, he's got his hands in his pocket, his head's drooped down. He's just really like not into it. And then later on, he says some other stuff too. It's just like, and there's other character, uh, uh, crew members too, who are like, are you, are you sure this is star Wars? Like you, you, you sure this is the, the choices that we're supposed to make. 
So it's, you know, I got to watch the movie again. Um, I bought it in 4K. It's the first Star Wars movie in 4K. Every single review that I've read said that this 4K is out of control. That if you have the means, like, this is the way to watch the movie because it just looks, like, on another level even better than the theater. Um, So I am really excited to watch the movie again that way, and I'll finish this documentary. But, you know, it's divisive in the fans, but it's even divisive amongst the crew and the actors. And that right there is kind of like a real, like, oof, yikes. I get get that, but you can't, you know what, when you're watching actors on stage like there it's always that first impression of how they feel about it you know what i mean it's in the end they haven't seen the finished product so yeah i mean you can disagree all you want until you watch the finished product and then make your decision but it's like i get it but at the same time we've argued this to a pretty much like a bloody pummel fight um so i i don't want to go back into it because i do have my problems with this movie i do like this movie and I'm sure that that'll just continue to, you know, grow with me as well. I mean, it's like the more the more you think about something, the more you find either the things you don't like about it and things you really don't like about it and more. So, I mean, I did see the movie three times in theater. And I, you know what, my opinion really didn't change that much watching it in the theater three times and in I do understand the arguments against it at the same time. So I I don't know. I really don't know where to stand with this movie until I watch it at home again. Because I think that's the whole thing about Star Wars. It's like we got used to growing up with it in our homes, watching it as many times as possible. Um, and we still don't have a final chapter of the story. So who knows? Who knows how Last Jedi will be viewed in three years, you know? I think that's ultimately the thing is... You know, I think this is a movie that needs a third movie to really wrap it up and really then give you an idea of was the choices that were made by Ryan Johnson the right choices for the series. I mean, at the same time, this happened with Empire. I mean, people hated Empire. So, I mean, right. Last Jedi is no Empire, but it's not. Could be. I mean, it could be. It could, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, 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 no. It can't be. It could be for a new generation. The minute that BBA gets in that ATSD, it's not it's not Empire anymore. Okay. Anyway. The minute that the minute that Canto Bite happened, it's not Empire anymore. Um, <laughs> there's just too much Return of the Jedi in that movie to be Empire Strikes Back. So. Yeah. All right. Next up, Honest Trailer. I haven't watched it. I love Honest Trailers. I've been waiting for this one actually because I love to. <laughs> Let them manipulate my mind in thinking about the uh, <laughs> the, the fuck ups that directors and, and whatnot make. So uh, it was good. Say? It wasn't as mean as they usually are. If you want to watch something a little bit more biting, watch the how it should have ended for oh, yeah. the Last Jedi. But this was actually they they gave it from a certain point of view. They had two people. One was like the troll fanboy and the other one was like the normal Star Wars fanboy. And they gave you both sides like, oh, they did this. And, you know, why did they just chase them for a whole movie? You know, why didn't Haldo tell you the plot of what's happening, like the the plan? And then the other side was like, 
well, you just gotta accept these things, and you can't change them. <laughs> so it was it was a it was a good honest trailer. It wasn't too mean. Great. So I liked it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's actually a smart way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Then they don't have to get shit from either one, you know, either side. That's right. All right, so we are going to jump into the pursuit of plastic, our toy discussion of the podcast. And this week we have something interesting. Uh, we talked about last week uh, the closing of Toys R Us. Um, and I actually brought this up for my toy chest last week. What was going to, we, we, we brought this up, like, what's going to happen with these exclusives that go to Toys R Us from companies like Diamond Select and NECA and whatever, you know? These these smaller these smaller tiered companies that have been really kind of growing and relied on mass, you know, distribution at that scale, which is it's huge. Uh, yeah. Being at a major toy store like that, opposed to this new thing where they're going to be sending these exclusives to local comic shops. Now, I love the idea of shifting it to local comic shops. I love giving your LCS as much uh, money and and support as possible. But what it what. What do you think is going to happen with a lot of these? Do you think you think collectors will have a problem getting these? Will it just be like you could order them from your local comic shop? And you know, like like the example we have is Luke's Luke Toy Store, uh, which online you can pre-order all of the Infinity War minis right now. I think it's a major hit to these small companies, these toy companies. Well, they're not even small necessarily. NECA and, and Diamond Selector are actually pretty huge, but. It's a major hit, and the reason why is because kids go to toy stores. They don't go to comic book shops because it's intimidating a lot of times. And parents will go into a toy place, especially around Christmas time. They'll see a little bunch of figures that their kids have been talking about, their grandkids have been talking about, and they'll pick them up. And they're not going to do it in a toy shop. It's not going to be the same. It's really going to be the holiday season that really fucks everything up. Because mini mates are seven fifty at Toys R Us. I mean, like that's nothing. Um, you got to go into a comic book shop. They'll mark it up. They'll mark it up to ten, eleven dollars because that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't know how I I don't know how I feel about it. I feel bad for uh, for these guys, but hopefully these they work out some deals. I'm glad that there's. Even places like a Loop Toy Store that does Mini Mates so well, and um, hopefully they can find some other ways to get that money that they they've lost. But I personally think it's a big hit, and I and I feel bad. You know, with with stuff like that, as long as you're able to order it ahead of time and get your and get your order locked in, and then it gives the distributor a better idea of what to make and whatever. That's that might be the better way to do it. Um, I just feel like when it goes out into the wild, um, it's kind of just like, it's kind of just, um, it's harder to find when it's at Toys R Us and stuff. Yeah. Because not always, um, not always does the Toys R Us stay in stock. Not always, you know, I, from 90% of Toys R Us I went to, the employees don't give a shit what's on shelves. I worked for Toys R Us for a day. It was the stupidest job I ever had in my life. So, right. um, yeah, I'm happy that a corporate monster like this is gone. I hope that the local comic shops come up a little bit more and that maybe we'll go back to that. But 
the reason why if it, something like this dies is because people are ordering online anyhow. They're buying Walmart. They're buying Amazon. Um, so, yes, put these things online. I think that we're going to get a little more um, exposure that way. Right. Brick and mortar. Because the pursuit of plastic is going straight to my computer screen most of the time anymore. Do you think I have time to go waste money driving to these stores that, that can't even get a good stocking program in place? You know, it's, <laughs> it's becoming a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, I know you took this off. I do want to say this. And we can talk about this. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i bring this up. I'll write this in an article. But I do want to mention that Hot Toys has revealed their Obi-Wan Kenobi figure, uh, the prequel version. There was a lot of uh, speculation that that they were going to be doing all three characters, like all three Obi-Wan versions in one, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, because why would you as a company not take the opportunity to make three prequel Obi-Wan figures instead of, you know, doing whatever. But the deluxe version of this um, comes with baby Luke and also the little hologram of Anakin bowing to the, the emperor. So um, I love this version of Obi-Wan. It looks great. It's going to be really hard for me not to order it. Sorry, I, I I didn't mean to take that off. I guess I did on accident. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, if I was going to buy it, well, actually, if I was going to buy a version from Hot Toys, I'd buy that one that that's is... That's Sideshow. Yes, Sideshow. Um, that's the one that I would get. The one that takes place in between episodes three and four, which is a perfect amalgamation of Ewan McGregor and um, Alec Guinness. But... Well, my can, second one would be this. You can figure that out when you take a look at all three figures on my shelf. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I will be ordering that Obi-Wan. I that's, know you will. That's the one right there. Yeah. He is the one. Um, so yeah. we're going to close up the show. And I want you to talk a little bit more about your Kickstarter uh, before we uh, send the towel lights on their way for the day. So I just want everyone to know um there's a lot of cool tiers uh with the hollowed comic um like i said we have a soundtrack coming out we have pint glasses we have t-shirts we have stickers you can get your face drawn in the comic you can get your name graffitied on the wall um so it's gonna be a lot of fun that way um so i encourage you guys that we're like i said we're at 94 percent. we're getting close to that hundred and thank you any in less than a week, which is pretty crazy. Um, any help that you guys can give is greatly appreciated. Um, as I said before, we're also this is the first uh, of DFAT Comics, but we want to do more. And because of that, we actually have launched a Patreon. Um, we do have the link of it up on don't forget And really, the reason that we're doing it is a we want to do more interactivity with you guys. Um, Social media is great, and we do get some good responses on there, but we want to be talking more. We want to we want to actually have you see us, too. So we're going to take this show. We're going to start um, – we, we do it on Google Hangout. Usually we do it really early in the morning, so you have to see our unclean faces, but maybe we'll uh, put on a better shirt. I don't know. <laughs> but anywho, we're going to go and take – we're going to take the video, and we're going to put it on YouTube. Um, that's one of the first changes that we'll be making. Um, we'll also, as part of the Patreon, and we have some tiers on there, um, we want to do uh, monthly Q&As uh, where we can talk about what we're writing about, who we're interviewing on the website, um, the progress of the comic books. 
Um, so maybe share some of the pages that we're writing on, share some of the artwork from it. And also for the podcast, just kind of more ideas, like give us some ideas. We'll do a show maybe off of just your questions and answers. We'll do some things that are just Patreon exclusive, of course, for anybody who's pledging. And we're going to take that money. We're going to put it into continuing to run the website, which we've been doing for almost six years now. And also because Chris and I are not the best artists, we want to hire artists for these comics before we launch to a Kickstarter. So just getting these comic book made to then go to the Kickstarter and then get them um, published. Like we want to use some of the Patreon for that. So uh, we're really excited about that. And we're more than anything excited about getting some more one-on-one um, interactivity with you Towelites. So that is why we launched the Kickstarter so that we can continue doing things like hollowed the podcast and some other crazy ideas that we have in the, in the uh, woodworks. So that six years later, guys, we want to kind of we want to kind of do a soft refresh of things. We we rebooted the website at the end of 2017 last year, and with that, you know, Chris and I want to recharge things. So that's these are the first steps, and uh, you guys listening and you guys supporting the the Kickstarter, uh, eventually supporting the Patreon. That's that's where we're at. So thank you, thank you very much for all that. Um, Chris, what do you want to say about that before I go on to that one last plug? I, you know, support indie comics. That's it. Uh, I've I found some really great projects on Kickstarter. If you're not familiar with it, get on there. Check out Hollowed. Um, but, you know, you don't have to just check us out. There's tons of other creators on there. Yeah, and I did want to highlight real quick, um, we have uh, a comic that I wanted to talk about real quick. The Children's Vampire Hunting Brigade, All Souls Day by David Lucarella. Uh, sorry, David Lucarelli. Um, I met him uh, through social media. We both talked about our projects. Um, he's doing some really cool stuff. He's been in the game for a really long time. He makes music. He makes comics. He's kind of one of those renaissance man and the children's vampire hunting brigade is also on Kickstarter now. So looking for uh, some more things to support as far as indie comics go, that'd be another one that um, kind of stand behind. So where can awesome. you find us, Chris? Awesome. We are on the internet. So don't forget to tell <laughs> your daily source for news, reviews, interviews, and more uh, search us on social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, you can talk with us, yell at us. We don't care. We would love to interact with our, our fans and towel lights and, and everything. So uh, closing out today's show, uh, we did say we were trying to do this on a weekly basis. Uh, unfortunately, next week we're going to have to skip uh, due to my parents being in town. So I will be out of town. Uh, so you will hear our awesome voices in two weeks when we return and hopefully we'll have some great updates on that Kickstarter. That would be good. Help us get to that 100%. <laughs> so thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.